0: you want me to take a crap in a box and mark it guaranteed, I will. Believe me, I've got the time. Welcome in to the Bro Four Squad podcast. We're just a bunch of bros drinking beer and talking movies. This is episode 138. It is our 2020 movie year in view. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm the mayor, Jeff Hornacek. It's going to be a very special night of movie discussion as we close the book on the year of 2020. What a wild one it was. Probably drank more this year than the whole rest of the world drank the previous decade before we get started let's go around and meet the fellow bros we start in the lab with the mad scientist Brian Banner Banner settle a debate I've been having with myself are slurpees from 7-eleven actually good or are they disgusting
1: what time of day are we talking
0: let <sighs> say like three in the afternoon
1: they're terrible but if we're talking like eleven thirty at night like on your way home from the bar oh fuck yeah they're amazing
0: slurpees the hobo here's the thing though
1: it it all depends on what color you get too i don't like red if it's red i won't eat it i don't like red
0: The blue one blue Blue one's not bad yeah i'll fuck with blue and white actually i do prefer icies to slurpees though so
1: i do too i do too i actually prefer a frozen coke over anything if we're really going to get down to it
0: interesting all Um, right next we go to our enforcer in the paint Matt Geiger. Now, Geiger, looking at your enforcer statistics from this last year, how many fights did you get in, and do you think you're going to be able to up that total here in 2021?
2: Uh, Your answer is I got in all the fights. I mean, 2020 was a goldmine for me with the election and a virus and all this shit. I don't think there's any way 2021 I can top it unless maybe right now I just take a road trip and go scale the Capitol building or something. It's all about how you start the year, Jeff, because if you start... You know, two and eight—it's hard to make the playoffs. You know that. You got to start it hot.
0: You've and always I just, said.
2: I don't know if twenty twenty one is going to have enough fights for me to get in.
0: Yeah, you have always said the key to a good year is you got to get in a lot of fights in January. Right. So because gonna... by
2: the time the time December hits, I mean people are hurt. You know, it's. <sighs> I don't, I, no one's healthy, but... as you, you
0: Yeah, as you always say when you try to get a fight Black Friday shopping, this time of year, no one's 100%.
2: Yeah, no one's 100%. You got I mean, everyone's spunky in January. It's New Year, you know, it's anything can be possible. But in December, you're already beaten down. Plus, in January, there's normally all those people with their New Year's resolution goals. So for two weeks, they're at the
0: gym all fucking amped up on pre-workout that they've never taken before. So those are easy targets to fight. It's a beautiful thing. All right, well, if you have not listened to our show before... We have. We start every episode off with the most important thing in any bro's life, and that is chest day. Now today, we are doing our 2020 movie year in review, as the title said. Obviously, theaters closed about a third of the way through the year, roughly. So a lot of this stuff we had to get creative with uh, finding or how to procure it. We'll just put it that way. But we've put together three different lists that we're each going to uh, rank the movie year for you. The first one, we're going to do our top three movies of 2020, then it wouldn't be The Broforce Squad. And of course, when we have The Enforcer here, we have to do our bottom three movies of 2020. And if I'm being honest, that list was tough for me to narrow down to three. three That was a lot
1: harder than the top (laughs) three. That's for damn sure.
0: Yeah. It's true. And then something I'm very excited to see at the end, we've each made our own custom list that the others have no idea what it is from the year. Who knows what the topic or the criteria is that we'll share at the end of Chess Day. So... All bets are off there. Uh, Alright, so let's just start with the top three movies of 2020. You guys cool with counting down three, two, one to build up the suspense, get a few more ratings? Sure. Readings? Works. Awesome. Matt, why don't you start with us? What was your number three movie that you saw in 2020? Now, just to be clear, these are films that were released this year, I'm assuming. Right, yeah.
2: Um, I'm going to go with Extraction just because it was Hemsworth, badass, fucking killing shit. And once again guys this is a tough year because we weren't even in the theaters like we had what january and all february i think that's it
0: yeah i think the yeah. last thing i saw was invisible man which was like the week after joker
2: with elizabeth moss yeah okay um joker came out this year
0: I no so right no no it came
2: out in october of last year
0: mm. Well, then I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I did see Anywho, that.
2: Anywho, it was a long year, okay? Well, just <laughs> bear with us. I'm going to go with the Extraction, though. It was on Netflix. Um, Chris Hemsworth just killing people in kind of a Rambo-type thing. There's a little twist at the end. If you haven't seen it, check out a review or just go watch it on Netflix. But once again, in any other year, this wouldn't even craft Top 20, probably. But in a shortened year like this, when you weren't going to the theaters, it was just a fun thing to watch on your couch. It you got you fucking amped up when usually... you're you know, after a while, you're sitting on your couch in quarantine for six hours. You don't really feel like even scratching your balls. But this actually made you kind of want to go out, maybe work out, shoot some guns or do something. It was a good movie. I mean, there wasn't much of a story in it. That's why I compare it to a lot of Stallone movies. But it kept me entertained. I've actually watched it a couple times. And was really good in that role. I, I He can act. Um, I mean, He's fine in Thor. But uh, uh, Bad Times of the El Royale, I thought he was really good. But this really fits him where he's just the badass dude. Gets in shape and kicks a lot of ass. I enjoyed it. And is I the
0: agree. Name, I was just going to say, is the name Tyler Rake the coolest movie name of the year? Uh, yeah. And then he kills someone with a rake.
2: And then you can have the uh, LeBron Jordan discussion if it's cooler than um, Shane West's name, Landon Carter. Landon Carter, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, Banner, what were you saying?
1: Oh, uh, I was just saying I agree. That's actually my number three movie as
2: well. Oh. Oh. Me and Banner you know, starting off the year agreeing on something. I don't me. Yeah. like it. Makes Hell sense. must have froze over. Uh, no, I mean, the stunt work There must have been alone, no movies that came out this year. <laughs> yeah.
1: The stunt work alone puts it above a lot of movies. I mean, it was incredible. Obviously, the director is a former stuntman, so he knows how to film this shit. And then some of the sequences where Hemsworth had to memorize, what, a thousand different combinations for one yeah. shot. That's just that's just incredible. Um I, I echo what you said though, Matt. It's such a thin year for movies in any other year, this one wouldn't wouldn't crack the top 10 15, maybe not even 20, but it got an opportunity, it took its shot and it's not it's not missing. Look, if you get if you get your time on the floor, you're going to make the most of it.:
0: Yes, yeah, Sam Hargrave, the director of this, I believe, has also worked on the Mandalorian a little bit, just as far as stunt choreography. And he, of course, did Captain America, Winter Soldier, Civil War, stunts, and Avengers Endgame. So the action is really what drove that thing home. It was awesome. And again, the scene where he kills the guy with the rake, I remember watching it on my couch going, I get it. Because his name and the murder. Well played. It was a fun one. Also, that scene in the beginning of the movie where Hemsworth is like chugging a half bottle of whiskey and then jumps off a waterfall. That's probably the most bro scene of the year.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, it'll it'll definitely uh, be nominated for a Brosker if we did scenes. We don't, but if it, we did, it's such
2: an awesome uh, the the way the story was though. He just had like a backpack with all the guns and shit. It's basically what you pretended you were when you were a kid when you're playing GI Joe. <laughs> so true, <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> your backpack, you just, just have your backpack from school that you pretended it was full of ammo and all this shit, where you're just going around the yard. Yeah, and you got all your
0: Nerf guns in it. Yeah, you tell your neighbor when he steals your Hot Wheels, like, don't fuck with me, because this is filled with dangerous stuff. Even though it's really just gushers and, like, crumpled up papers.
1: Fruit by the foot.
0: Uh, my number three is Palm Springs. The mm-hmm. Andy Samberg, Kristen Milioti
2: movie on Hulu. Did either of you guys see this? I don't know yes,
0: what about. I did. Did you like it?
2: Yeah, I was going to talk about it later. But yeah. Okay, all right, I
0: won't, I won't ruin that for you then. But I, uh, we've talked a lot on this pod about, like, shows that try and take... And maybe it's unfair that Groundhog's Day just kind of gets the whole... Like any time a movie tries to do the reliving a day over and over, we just say like, oh, you're trying to rip off Groundhog Day. Because I actually think that's almost close enough to be like a subgenre of film. Uh, and this one had an interesting take on it. They went the comedic approach again. Um, and I won't spoil the end of it, but I do think it's kind of cool some of the things that Andy Sandberg and Krista Miliati's characters encounter uh, as they have each other to sort of traverse this really weird like cycle of living the same day over and over again and one thing i liked groundhog day obviously is set on groundhog day but the comedic opportunities and having someone relive a wedding over and over there's a lot there you yeah. know like one time he just walks up and kisses the bride like in the middle of her wedding <laughs>
2: like who He's cares like, that? we're
0: just gonna relive it tomorrow exactly yeah and his girlfriend you know like all the things that he does with the the Chick that he brought us his date to the wedding because he doesn't give a fuck. He just gets to redo it again the next day. Uh, so it was a nice change of pace for me. Andy Samberg, I know, is hit or miss with a lot of people, but he's not—he's uh, not the Andy Samberg from like "That's My Boy" with Adam Sandler in this.
2: No, this was his speed. This was like hot rod. Where this was a really good role for him.
0: Yeah. Why am I saying what weird? <laughs> so, so Palm <laughs> Springs was my number three. All right, our number two favorite movie of the year, since I'll just, we'll go around Robin because I already actually mentioned this, uh, The Invisible Man with Elizabeth Moss. Um, Cycli and I, as you know, are kind of the horror connoisseurs on the pod. I thought this was an incredible way to adapt The Invisible Man to present day and to make that concept creepy. Because honestly, you could be in the theater like, why am I fucking scared? I can't even see the thing. (laughs) Like, how's that supposed to scare me? But the way they did it, I thought was really, really well done. And Lee Wanell, who wrote and directed the first saw, uh, wrote and directed this. So it makes total sense because I love that movie. And for a lot of people that, um, like Elizabeth Moss, I think this is the like quintessential of her. She plays a a woman going through like paranoia, and the whole time you're wondering, like, what's in her head versus what's real. And is her character actually like the fucked up one? And then the end is a pretty crazy and open to interpretation, I think last couple scenes. So the invisible man was my number two, 2020. Boehner, how about you? So
1: my number two, uh, is onward. Such a super fun adventure movie. The voice cast is great. You can feel the chemistry between Pratt and Tom Holland. Uh, and it has one of the best, if not the best, scene where you see people talking, but you don't actually know what they say, and
0: you're okay with it. That yeah, I know scene, the scene at the end. But I don't know <laughs> of any other scenes that are like that to even compare it to.
1: Uh, there are some other ones out there, surely,
2: right? <laughs> I don't know. You're the one at it. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Is there? I don't know. It's I'm a not great ending scene. it
0: as a scene, yeah.
1: It's a fantastic scene. It's a great adventure movie. Good good feel good uh uh you know have uh, having spending quality time with a family member that you wouldn't necessarily have done in the past. Um the time that it came out that it was released, uh it was kind of a surprise. Obviously, it was released to theaters. Uh, Jeff, I think you actually went to theaters. That might have been your la- the last yeah, movie you saw. That probably
0: first. was because I saw that in theaters with my mom, and then like two weeks later, it was on Disney Plus because theaters had closed.
1: Right, um, and I we actually had tickets bought to go see it in the theaters uh, with Baby Banner, and obviously had to cancel because the world shut down. Uh, so it was nice, nice surprise to still be able to to see that new show, um, and have a little test run of that of dropping new movies on a streaming platform like that.
0: And that was Disney cool because Disney plus didn't fucking try to charge us 30 bucks for it, which was nice. Yeah. Kind of them. Matt, what was your number two?
2: So you were talking about the last movie you saw before the shutdown quarantine. I'm going to talk about the first movie I saw after, which is Tenet. Um I know Jeff will probably talk about this later. Banner. Have you seen it yet? I have not mainly okay. because I don't like being that confused.
1: And from everybody that I talk to I will be super fucking confused.
2: Um, in no way, shape, or form do I want to get in a debate with Jeff about how much this movie makes sense and how he's stupid for not understanding it. I'm not I'm not capable of having that conversation at this moment. Um, not that I don't have my notes. I still don't think I understand it. However, just going into a theater and that's a theater experience movie. I I don't Jeff, do you disagree? But that's no, something I- that you you just if need to see in theaters.
0: Yeah. If I would, the, the sound design alone, if I would have seen it in theaters, I probably would have been like, holy shit. I mean, that's fun.
2: And it was cool that, you know, they like there was, um, background noises that were up. So you had to really listen closely to what the actors were saying. I thought Pattinson really commanded the screen. He's almost like a Tom Hardy where, you know, even if he's in a bad role, you just listen to everything he says. Cause he's that great of actor. And man, it's something I'd like to see again just because I've read a lot of theories on it and stuff. And it is really interesting. I get some of it. I don't get all of it. Um, but it was an awesome movie. And once again, man, I, I'm a little biased just because it was the first time me and my wife went to a theater um, since January. and it was just fucking fun. like we went like we always do 30 minutes before. I had a beer. She was pregnant at the time and, you know, went in there and enjoyed our night like we've done a million times while we started this podcast. and We didn't get to for about eight or nine months. So that's going to be my second one, um, let alone the theater experience. Uh, don't comment below what you think my theories are. I'm not prepared to answer it. I just had fun watching it.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of blame myself for not understanding Tenet, but I, that was definitely <laughs> one I wish I could have seen in theaters.
2: Maybe there is like various little big league. Maybe there is no answer. Maybe it's one of those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, He's like having him try to solve his homework. Like try
2: to solve a math problem. Maybe there is no answer. You know, maybe it's like like a what col- deeper. And
0: then view. the one guy goes, "What color's the paint?" It's like, all right, we've derailed. I don't think we're <laughs> getting colder. Uh, all right, let's go around Robin. Matt, what's your number one movie of twenty twenty?
2: Okay, I cheated a little bit because it, it was it was really hard to come up with one. Um and. I think we do a disservice by not talking about a couple of these, but I'm going to pick the last dance. I know this is not technically a movie, but it was something that came out in 2020 that I thought was the greatest thing period that came out in 2020. It was something that I was looking forward to every week. And it's not just because it was quarantine or anything like that. If this was a normal year, I still would have bookmarked. I think it was on Tuesday nights that the last dance was coming out. It was so fucking well done. And it just, every time I watched it, it blew my mind that I'm like, so they've had all of this footage and have just been setting on it since 1998. Like they've just been setting yeah. on all of this gold. Like MJ back backstage drinking Miller Lite with Scotty, Rodman driving off in a Harley, just going to Vegas after get Like they've had all this, and we just we just went on living our lives this whole time. It fucking amazes me that that happened.
0: See, that's the other crazy thing is I almost forgot that was this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally forgot that that was this year. In March.
0: Damn, yeah, that was something we really Maybe. needed at the time. Like something to look forward to each week,
2: because they were going to put it during the NBA Finals, basically to, you know, because they thought LeBron was going to be in there. But I think they pressed her, like pressed him like, dude, if you want some ratings, fucking do it now with no sports on. You know, people don't want to watch the news. Like, just fucking put this on. And I remember, I loved watching. I've rewatched it probably twice. And mm-hmm. if you guys haven't, highly recommend rewatching it. It's so fucking good. Just. Jordan in his beautiful house drinking scotch, smoking a cigar, just talking about, like, yeah, they thought Dan, they thought Charles the MVP. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Like, I, I <laughs> love you didn't, I, maybe we didn't get that when we were kids. I know we have way more access to athletes now. We're just too little to understand, but th- people aren't like Jordan anymore. There's just not many people like oh, him no. anymore. No, I think it's there's actually nobody on Netflix like him. now. And no one's like Rodman.
0: <laughs> or ever will be. Like <laughs> no, I don't think. His story was just absolutely crazy. <laughs> All of the way Phil handled him. I think we actually did reviews on
2: every episode of that, right? We did. Yeah, check yeah. them out. But I I know it's not a movie. It's like a kind of a 10-part docuseries. But, dude, that's uh, that was the greatest thing I've seen in 2020.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. All right. Uh, Banner, what's your number one movie of 2020?
2: So...
1: Uh, my number one movie. It might just be recently recency biased. I'm going to fully admit that, but I'm gonna go and say Soul. Um,
0: wow, two Pixar movies.
1: Two Pixar movies. They came in hard again. It's you know, like we've been saying, it was a really thin year. Um, I know me and my family particularly, we didn't get out much, uh, at all. Really, we never went to the theaters, so I, my hands were a little tied on what I had actually seen, but. This movie really – I watched it the first time a week ago, and I'm still thinking about it. It, For some reason, it's really resonating with me, uh, just kind of coming to face-to-face with what is your life today and is this what you want it to be? Are you really enjoying what you're doing um, with everything that's, that's going on and everything that you – it just kind of made me think about my life a lot. You know, if I enjoy what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, uh, it had all the parts good music, it was funny, uh, great voice acting, good story. It, it checked all the boxes for me. Um, I think the time, kind of like uh, Matt talked about with theater experience, the timing that this dropped on Christmas, right before uh, New Year's and New Year's resolutions, couldn't have dropped at a more perfect time for people to go, oh, hey, You know what? I saw this and it's going to really get you thinking about what you want to do better in the new year. So, um, pretty sure it's just recency biased, but I really, really liked this movie. I've actually watched it twice. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Check out our review. It was uh, tough for me to not put Soul into my top three, but I think, sort of to what you were saying, it just, I didn't have enough time for it to really marinate with me, I guess. Um, So my list was kind of already complete, but yeah, definitely a thinker. And Pixar for sure, two for two this year, right?
1: Uh, Oh, 100% two for two.
0: Yeah. And honestly,
1: you could convince me on any other day that one of those is better than the other one. It was really hard to pick which one I liked but more.
0: Yeah. It's weird. They're so different, but also kind of alike in a lot of ways. Makes no sense, but I said it. (laughs) My number one is Bad Education, which was uh, dropped on HBO. This is the movie with Hugh Jackman, where he is the... It's based on a true story, where he is the school board CEO in New Jersey, who discovers that uh, his, I guess, number two, played by Allison Janney, has been embezzling money from the school for like six or seven years. Because her son, who's actually the guy from um, American Vandal... Who drew the dicks oh nice, yeah. oh nice it's hilarious in this her son is just like using the school credit card to go to home depot and buy like fucking hammers and stuff <laughs> uh but the conspiracy theory unravels and you realize it's actually pretty crazy what they bought and who was involved um and then also some other secrets that people in the school board were keeping so <clears throat> i think hugh jackman i don't know what the fuck the oscars are doing this year i should probably know that having a movie podcast but if he doesn't at least get nominated i was, for this. I was
2: actually going to ask that question to you jeff but i don't know if the oscars even know no they probably don't but they
0: probably don't. this is a, a nomination worthy performance it's so weird how hugh jackman can go from being logan and like i want him to stab his adamantium claws through some gangbanger's head and then he plays this Uh, very likable school board uh, like head of a school board a superintendent and you're like yeah I can totally buy him in both those roles it's kind of insane how versatile he is so Bad Education if you guys haven't seen it I highly recommend it I'm like 99% sure it would be on HBO Max because it was an HBO original movie earlier in the year all right let's go our bottom three movies of 2020 so There was probably a big pile of shit because a lot of the streaming stuff that goes like straight to streaming or designed for streaming, uh, it's really more of a quantity over quality. At least with Netflix, I know it is. So we all watch probably more stuff on streaming this year than we had before. So just what is it? What's our bottom three? Banner, let's go with you first. Your number three worst movie or however you want to classify bottom three movie that you saw this year. I'm going to go Wonder Woman 84. Hmm. Damn.
1: Uh, I think I like the idea of this movie.
0: Like... What's he saying, role models? I think I like the idea of Pepsi,
2: or I'd actually like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that
1: aside from Gal Gadot and Chris Pine, this was the most missed cast movie I have ever seen in my life, and I would even argue that those two weren't cast in this movie because they were already cast in the first one.
2: I don't know. I nobody was good.
0: What is Pedro Pascal doing in this?
2: Was was anybody actually thinking that Kristen Wiig was like a good idea?
0: Dude, there's a scene in the beginning that like they're trying to communicate to us that she's like the nerd in the office, and I swear to God, she like I thought it was a joke. She like walks in and her briefcase opens up and all the papers fall out and she can't pick them up and some guy walks by her and ignores her because she has glasses on <laughs> i was like what <laughs> you was beating me over the head it's with
2: such like i mean it's just such a jim carrey riddler you know but the first yeah. wonder woman wasn't like that poppy or funny like there was the a, first was Wonder woman some... was
1: fan fucking
2: oh yeah it was it was great it was it but it wasn't like uh it was a serious movie like it wasn't like dark as shit don't get me wrong but there was a little light side but it was mainly a serious movie and now you're throwing Kristen Wiig in there like it makes no sense to me
0: and what's crazy is actually the thing that I was most worried about was like dude how are you going to reintroduce Steve Trevor in this one I won't tell you what happens in Wonder Woman but like his story his story arc is like so important to that film and I actually loved how they brought him back into this I
1: I agree that's that's what I'm saying is I like the idea of the movie of of, which again I don't want to spoil anything because it this is very recently when it came out, but how th- how everything transpires and what the main plot point of the movie is, I really like. The problem I had is it felt like so you know like those old eighties movies like we all love them, but they're not good. They're bad dialogue, mm-hmm. but we love them. This movie felt like one of those, and it really pissed me off because it was it came out in twenty twenty. You should have a movie that feels like it's from the nineteen eighties come out in. 2020
0: maybe it, since it was set in 84 maybe that's what they were going for well then that's fucking stupid well said
2: but it doesn't yeah but it doesn't fit then they should have in the first wonder woman everyone should have been like yeah you see you see yeah that's
0: true. the 30s <laughs> out of shape in shape guy yeah also i don't really and this is a whole separate conversation but why was it set in the 80s like why did it need to be set then it
1: I, well, what I think is that it was originally supposed to fit nicely into a little DC timeline. And then they were like, oh, wait, all of these fucking suck. Never mind. But we're not going to change it.
0: Interesting. Uh, All right, Geiger, what's your number three bottom movie of 2020?
2: I'm going to do Christmas Chronicles 2, which we had... Oh, I forgot about that. We did a live uh, movie commentary on it. watch. None of us had watched it yet. And the whole time I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? The first one was okay. I mean, it was fine. But this one just, and once again, check it out. But I think it was Banner who made an amazing point. that are like, dude, once you have like 80% of it said at the North Pole, like the, the movie just, you just can't do it. It's like two unicorns and shit. You it know, didn't you have even have happen it on fucking Christmas. For, yeah, for it to be, like, better, I guess. And then I elf forgot. Elf that used that. to be an elf, and now he's a a full-grown fat kid The kid so from I Deadpool, like, was getting... I, I, it's just terrible.
0: Honestly, if that's your number three, I can't wait to see what your number two and number ones are, because I forgot about that movie, the only reason it's not on my list. So let me just take that as an honorable mention. Okay. On my list. But yeah, check out our movie commentary, because... Sometimes the movies we fucking hate are some of our best commentaries. My number three is a movie called The Hunt, which came out earlier in the year. This was one of those movies that had been pushed back, I think, a year. And the marketing campaign was like, this is the movie that no one wants you to see. It was supposed to be like this edgy, like, um, political statement about, like, rich versus poor or whatever. And I went and watched it, and I don't know who thought it was political because it is so incoherent and dumb. It doesn't even, if it wanted to deliver me a message, it's so stupid at delivering it. I don't even know what it is. It's just a poorly made film. And every time it thinks it's like, pulls a twist on you like this, you're like, yeah, no shit. Like (laughs) that didn't surprise anyone. It's just a horribly made movie. And The ending part of it, again, I'm just like, you actually, like, they were expecting, like, an audience reaction, and I was just on my, it was like when Hansel gets told that Derek's been brainwashed to kill the Prime Minister in Malaysia, and he just goes, and? And? (laughs) That was me at the end of the whole fucking movie. The Hunt. It sucked. But Hillary Swank's in it.
2: Sucked ass. Uh, All
0: right, I'll just go with my number two. Birds of prey, although I, that's not the title. I think I'm supposed to put a colon and some other words in it, right? Isn't it called Margot Robbie is in this? Please watch it. Colon pretty much.
2: Of... This is one of mine too, so we can just double team it. So I'll talk to about it again. So I think I don't my, want to talk about this twice.
0: My main issue with the Birds of Prey is twofold. Everything. Number one, uh, all of the ancillary characters are just so much less interesting than Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And I think Harley Quinn's most interesting backstory, and Matt, you know this from the cartoon, is sort of, her, she used to be a clinical psychologist. She's a right. very adept individual, very smart, and she makes this turn to this psychopath, and they continue to play her in the films. They have a very capable actor in Margot Robbie as just like this like juvenile idiot who's obsessed with egg and cheese sandwiches.
2: Basically like a 13-year-old that doesn't have a dad and just, it's kind of a, it would be on the Maury show.
0: Yeah. Huntress was kind of interesting to me, but the rest of the movie just was like, I don't know what it was going for. All of it missed the mark. I hated Canary, whoever Rosie Perez's character was. We get it. She's an angry cop. Like, Jesus Christ, can we cast her in something else? She was,
2: the, the, yeah, the same fucking, <laughs> same role she did in Pineapple Express.
0: Exactly. Um, and Ewan McGregor as Black Mask was awesome. He's just not in the movie hardly at all. It's like, what are we doing here, man? Wasn't he
2: gay? Yeah,
0: but, I mean, is that a problem, Matt?
2: (laughs) No, I, actually, it's courageous. He should be given a medal. But, um, what my problem with it was, is that, and I, I have to look back in the comics, but I don't think Catwoman and Poison Ivy were originally in Birds of Prey, but, Honestly, it doesn't fucking matter cuz DC's not going by the comics anyway, Warner Brothers. You got to have these two in here just well, to they make it interesting
0: us them. Remember when they first talked about this movie? Mm-hmm.
2: I know. And at, they, at first it wasn't even really a Birds of Prey, it was was just The Bad Bitches of Gotham pretty much. Yeah.
0: That's
2: what they should have called it. Something about sirens, right?
0: I don't know, man. I think the title's airtight. I don't think we need to change the it, title of.
2: It was Gotham Sirens. That's what it was called. Yeah, right? Gotham
0: City Sirens, you're right. Good job, Banner.
2: And my problem is, is that, you know, Harley Quinn, as Jeff alluded to, I would have much rather seen, you know, maybe just like a Valentine's Day, Harley Joker kind of, you know, Bonnie and Clyde love story. But I want a Harley Quinn backstory, which I think that they actually had footage of in Suicide Squad. They just cut it, landed on the cutting room floor because there was a couple scenes of her actually being like helping uh, the Joker yeah. Um, in Arkham. But yeah, man, I just uh, it was just terrible. It was so like. You know, women power movement down your throat instead of trying to connect to other movies, which I mean, if you want to go that way, that's fine. But you're using a comic book to try to get some other point across that wasn't ever in the comic book. So it makes really no sense to the people that actually like the comic book.
0: Yeah. And the uh, the end of the movie is actually, I think, probably the strongest part. But everything leading up to that man, I was just like the musical number. And I'm just like, oh, my. actually, there's two musical numbers which therein lies your problem also any movie that has the word fantabulous in the title i mean oh my god
2: is that the first movie ever in history that they changed the title when it was in theaters
0: i think we talked about this in one of our do you even lift bros and is that not
2: like the most desperate thing of all time it's got to be it's got to be god that's like that'd be like if man of steel bombed and they're like Recall it, Superman, Man of Steel, just so people know.
0: But aren't there, like, entire marketing departments that spend, like, years of research and get degrees solely based on this so that they don't have to fucking change it once it gets
2: into theaters? Yeah, well, they probably don't work for shitty people like Warner Brothers that (laughs) throw their shit out on screen.
1: There's a reason they're working for Warner Brothers and not, like, a better studio. Oh,
0: all right. Who's up? Ben, are you up? Sure, I'll go.
1: My second-to-bottom worst movie of the year do little. Mm. Oh. Guys, why?
2: That was this year? Yeah, that was January.
0: It was yeah. Uh was ridiculous.
2: This Kobe died a... that month too. Coincidence? No. Yeah. Probably this is clearly God,
1: a Downey going, "Hey, I'm more than just Iron Man," or trying to say that, and all this movie said was, "Uh, no you're not."
2: Now he's like, I'll show him that I'm not just, I, I can't just only do characters that have been like, you know, basically posterized back in the 50s. So I'll do Doolittle.
0: Hey, Matt Matt talks about this a lot with like, I know Robin Hood is one of them, but it's like, there's some franchises, I think King Arthur too. Like, don't. No one cares anymore, dude. Yeah. Like, I, know, I know it's a recognizable name and an IP, but like, we just, I don't know how many times the public has to tell you we don't give a fuck king arthur
2: i could give a fuck less charlie hunnam was in it and i barely watched it
0: yeah it was dr Doolittle is one of those things like the eddie murphy the first one was fine i told you i saw part of the third one while i was waiting at my dentist office a few years ago and i was i was about to ask them to start drilling on my teeth so i could quit watching the film like no one cares about these movies
2: well because they're pulling from shit just like uh, the lone ranger hey why don't you make an andy griffith movie so everybody that didn't die of coronavirus can yeah, go fucking see in theaters. Piece of shit, too. Like nobody, nobody in our generation knows what the hell that is. No one knows. Here's
1: yeah. the thing: is I'm not saying that this story or the idea of Doolittle isn't a good idea. You, but you have to modernize it and don't call it Doolittle. Call it something else. They do that shit with Hamlet movies all the time.
2: Right? Yeah. He's yeah. gonna be on the board here one day because they love the person's. Like I love the idea of this movie because they don't want people all on me that's like that's the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. Like. The hell is this? I don't
0: know. Yeah, it was weird that they made it not contemporary. Uh and
1: his accent, if that's what you can call, it, whatever the fuck he was trying to do.
0: Just... He gets like that, man. I don't <laughs> I love Downey to death. I'll defend him. Here's the thing. When Downey help,
1: tries, but... I honestly, this is what I think. When Downey tries, he's not good. When he doesn't try, that's when he's at his best.
2: Aside I don't from know the if judge... You've seen natural born killers lately but he did a like a joke kind of accent in that. And he right now he's, he's feeling himself a little too much for me. And Iron Man, he's just like, Hey man, like I'm getting a second chance. and going to have fun with it. Now he's, he's acting like he's big dick. And I'm like, dude, let's chill out a little. I could see him
0: on set though. He's like, if they don't let me do the accent, I'll just walk. Cause I don't need the fucking money. <laughs> right.
2: Uh, all right, Matt, what was your number one? bottom? Okay. 2020. The, this might get a debate, but I was so lackluster. of This is Netflix drop, The Social Dilemma. I mean, what the fuck? I vaguely did, remember
0: you talking about this.
2: We did a review on this, too, didn't we? Or did we just do uh, it? Like, uh,
1: I think you just talked about it on Protein
2: Shit. Okay, well, everyone was like, hey, you know, like, fucking social media controls us, man, doing all this stuff. I watched this, and I'm like, yeah. And I was basically at the end, I'm like, and? First off... I want my phone to get to know me because when I have 20 minutes in my car to eat and then watch something funny on YouTube, I want them to recommend shit that I like. I don't want to scroll down. Like, I need you to know while. the porn that I like, you know, I, I, I want them to give me shit that I want to buy. I want to, yeah, I want them to know the porn I want to watch <laughs> all of this. Didn't really, I'm like, yeah, dude, I already fucking know all this shit. I know that my phone listens to me. I know that when me and my wife were talking like once the day that we found out she was pregnant, that next whole month on Facebook is recommending me baby shit to get like, and it never did before. I understand that. I think that's cool. I have no fucking problem with that. And if you're, I guess not strong minded enough to not let it like control you, then you guess you don't need a phone. I don't know what else to tell you, but I was, it was so lackluster. Everything I heard in there I already fucking knew. I guess. So I didn't, that really is the care. worst.
0: When you watch a documentary and at the end, you're like, I didn't learn anything new. Yeah.
2: About that. Well, and then if you, the one part of it, like if you put like MAGA, they're going to give you like everything that Trump people think. If you put something else, they're going to put everything like, well, no shit. Like your phone wants to play to you. Like if you, if, if, if you're not giving me what I want, I'm not going to buy. So, right. but yeah, it does make sense why we're so divided and everything now. I guess that was kind of interesting, but I already knew that too. That's why there's some people that only see certain news things and some people that only see the other, they never see the other side of it.
0: Um, was that a show or just a like? A it was
2: one? a like a it was like a I would call it a movie. It was just a one part hour and fifteen minute thing.
0: Well, I'm glad you watched it because now I know everything I need to know from it.
2: Yeah, you two. you would you already know everything. It's not like they're dropping a bomb on you. Like there was there was another gunman on the grassy knoll that day or anything like that.
0: <sighs> I'd love to sit down with someone who's like, "Did you know all this?" And you're like, "Yeah, dude." <laughs> Obviously. Of Like, yeah, I think
2: it's kind of cool, actually. I want them to recommend shit that I want to (laughs) buy.
0: The other day, uh, ESPN asked to know my location. No fucking reason they should. I just let them have access to it. Sure. I don't care. Man, you already went, right?
1: Uh, I did my... I haven't done my my worst movie.
0: Oh, do your worst worst movie. movie. Yeah, and then I'll close. Uh,
1: It was actually already mentioned tonight. Christmas Chronicles 2. Guys, Mm. biggest pile of shit. Can't say anything else bad about it. Uh, Jeff, your turn.
0: <laughs> uh, mine was came out at the same time on Netflix. Holiday. Oh, I almost got sucked into watching this. Matt just laughs at the title, like you fucking watch something called Holiday. This Amelia Clark. It was Emma Roberts. Same thing. Okay, I mean, keep going. <laughs> um, and the the plot. This is crazy, Matt. You're gonna love this. So Emma Roberts meets. Uh, the guy who plays Johnny Utah in the Point Break remake.
1: Mm-hmm. Never who is, seen
0: it. like, literally bagged serial Chris Hemsworth. His name is Luke <laughs> Bracey. Look him up. He's an Australian. Um, and, Matt, here's the thing. It's Christmas, and they both don't want to be around their families without dates, right? Because all you get is the questions of when are you going to get in a relationship and things like that. And, and, Matt, it's just too annoying. So they make a deal to go as each other's dates... To every holiday that year. Now, there's only one rule. What do you think the Every holiday? Every holiday throughout the year. That's What, what are holidays? Fourth of July? Fourth of July, they do like St. Patrick's Day. So. Okay. Easter. But Matt, what do you think the one rule is?
2: Well, you can't fall in love.
0: Oh, they can't fall in love with each other.
2: But now, I, I, I bet one the of ending. them
0: does. Matt, why would they? That's one of the rules, you fucking <laughs> idiot. Do you hear yourself?
2: So then, you think they break then, the rules? And then a whirlwind ensues, and that's where the plot thickens. I don't know. I don't want to spoil it for our fans, but you sound crazy. (laughs) They have one
0: rule. You think they're just going to break it?
2: And then the person that doesn't fall in love, do they have, like, basically the third or fourth built friend that finally sets down with them, has a heart-to-heart, and be like, You're so afraid of love because of something that happened in your past. You need to give this girl a chance. If you're referring
0: to the guy from SNL, who I don't even know his name, but he does (laughs) a lot of sketches with Colin Jost, then no. That doesn't happen. Some people
2: probably think we rehearsed this. I have I've never heard of this movie. <laughs> I didn't know Jeff was you know, like, but every movie is the same. So
0: that's my favorite game is let Matt guess the paint by numbers plot and see because <laughs> I'd like to picture we're in the board meeting and the one and there's one guy like on his elbows. He's like so excited. He's like, well, what happens? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, Tom, the rule is that they can't fall in love with each other. He's Like, oh, OK, so they, they do. or do they?
2: Yeah, what's the plot then? There's no, yeah, there's there's nothing happening. I was like, well, what if one of them does? Like, but there's a rule.
0: He's like, I'm getting out my checkbook, and I know you mentioned that you wanted Emma Roberts in the movie, so for the budget, I'm gonna add two zeros for you. (laughs) But uh, actually, let me take one of those zeros away because we can't actually get Chris Hemsworth, so we have to get that guy from the Point Break remake.
2: I might watch this, and this is not just a Christmas movie, right? I mean, no, they do every they do every
0: holiday. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Mrs. Geiger will think it's hilariously stupid. Okay. And it's short. Halloween. Netflix? All right. I'll give it a chance. My worst movie of the year. You would be like, Jeff recommended it. And then halfway through, you would be like, he recommended it. You're like, well, sort. I mean, he said it was his worst movie of the year. <laughs> so he did literally the exact opposite. All right. Last part of our chess day, which I'm very interested to see. We each made a custom list of, I mean, I did three movies and a few honorable mentions. You guys can do obviously whatever you want. Uh, that the others do not know what the list is. So, Boehner, why don't we let you go first? What is your list? So,
1: uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about all three of these right now, right? Sure. Okay. Uh, mine was actually uh, I did greatest 2020 seasons of television. Um, oh, wow. Obviously, we all had a lot of time to ourselves. Watched a lot of TV and movies. I have three shows right here that I think were the best seasons of a show of the year. Uh, Third best being Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7.
0: The final season.
1: This is the final season. This is something that had to hit, in my opinion, because the season 6 wasn't very good. Things got pushed back. There was a lot of. The show should have stopped two or three seasons earlier. This was really fucking good. Uh, they did time travel, they tied some loose ends, they, I don't know what the fuck is going on at other times, but I'm okay with it, great acting, great action, it was just a good season of television, a lot of fun, you can check out, uh, I think we reviewed every episode of that too, Jeff, right?
0: We did, and we were kind of up and down on it, but I think in the end it sticks the landing and we were pleased with how the show tied up.
1: I was, I thought it did a very good job of, um... Tying up the whole show. Obviously, there's still some loose ends. There's some things I would have liked to see or seen them do different. But overall, I think it was a really solid season of a great show. Next, again, already mentioned tonight by Matt, Last Dance.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, guys, mm. again, mm. we they've had this stuff for, what, mm. 20 years, mm. 25 years?
2: Yeah. How do you how do you sit on that? How do you set, <laughs> how do you Selfish sit actions. on that? It's incredible. That's like if someone had a video of them in college just begging two hot twins and they just don't show their friends for 15 years. That's I
1: you know they have more footage. Why now?
2: That,
1: <laughs> you know there's more footage that's on the cutting room floor. That's what I want to see too.
2: Yeah. They don't even have to compile it into they could just send it. Just, just send just like it extras. Yeah.
1: And the best single season of a show that came out in 2020, Shits Creek season six. Uh, obviously, guys, it cleaned house at the Emmys; it won everything. Um, this is another one that was a fantastic culmination of five other seasons to end this way. Just a probably some of the best character development I've ever seen in a show happened in this show. Um. You don't really have a villain. It's just people living their lives and them navigating that. Really, really funny. But yet you still have all the feelies at every every step of the way. And again, a great way to end a show.
0: That's another one that I haven't seen yet, but I'm getting a lot of pressure from the people in my life to give it a shot. I'm not going to pressure you, but you definitely
1: have to watch it there are 30 minutes there's each season's 14 episodes they're 30 minutes apiece. me and mama banner literally watched the last season in like
0: two and a half days and you that's with are, a two-year-old you guys are good about uh getting through shows gotta get on that good list
2: banner forgot about some of those all right matt what's your custom list that you made for 2020 yeah, I, I love this this is one of the funnest things i've done so you know there's always a night with your boys that you get a little fucking crazy a little wild yeah but you can always point to one time in that night where you're like dude that's when it took the turn and it went off the rails (laughs) like like bro for squad weekend whenever we were by banner's pool table and we were seeing like we were shotgunning beers listening to will smith wild wild west i'm like dude that's when it took a turn and we should have just fucking just shook hands and went home so these are movies or shows Sorry, go ahead, Banner. I just said glad we didn't. Yes. Uh, These are movies or shows where basically 2020 where we should have just we should have known that it was taking a turn for the fucking (laughs) worst.
0: This is a great list.
2: All right, I love this. So I'm going to start from the end and then go to the beginning just because that's kind of the way it was. First off is I have not yet seen this, but this is when we know that, like, dude, like, are we fucking serious? This is not going the way we should. Wonder Woman 84. How the fuck is this bad? Like, how? Like, Mm -hmm. the first one was great, and usually the second one's bad because you have a different director or something. Or we have this, Patty Jenkins is back. And also, you've been setting on this for what, five, six months over its release date? You had time to do cuts. You even had time to do reshoots if you wanted to, and it's still fucking bad. How did DC fuck this up? All eyes are on them. Nothing for Marvel's coming out this year at all and they had a streaming service and theaters were back open and they fucked it up and made a bad movie how the hell does that happen
0: yeah it's a bit baffling mainly i think most people especially since she got announced as the rogue one director everybody was jacked up about patty Jenkins, and then wonder woman 84 comes back and they're like can we keep the receipt on her just in case i mean i know she's a great director but this show she's not like perfect like there's chinks in the armor
2: I mean, that's when we should have known, like, you know, it was, it was starting to get back. A lot of states weren't locking down anymore. The vaccines coming out. We're like, dude, movies are starting to hit theaters again. This is coming out on Christmas or you can stream it on HBO Max. All you had to do is just make honestly a B minus movie because it would have looked like an A plus movie because people haven't seen anything forever and you can't even fucking do it.
1: Extraction made our top three of movies this year. Exactly. And it I don't wouldn't even
2: know if <laughs> Gun to my head. I could tell you. Pull it. I, I have no clue. <laughs> Okay, the second one where we should have known it all fucking went wrong. This was uh, middle of the pandemic when movies were starting to come back and we think the theaters are about to open. So China basically gave us a virus, and as Americans, we fucking buckled down, we wore our masks, we social distanced, we washed our fucking hands, and we waited it out so we could save other Americans so we could go back to the movie theater and see Mulan. That's when we probably should have known, okay, this is probably not going the way it wasn't like rambo or anything or something or the patriot it was mulan which also wasn't good which i don't fucking understand why because when you set on these movies maybe maybe having too much time is worse than not having enough but anyway i digress well
0: two things about mulan number one it's still kind of crazy to me that disney plus charged on top of their subscription fee thirty dollars to watch.
2: right because hbo max wonder woman 84 is free
0: yeah And also, Mulan took out what are my two favorite things, because they said Chinese audiences don't like these. The humor in Mushu, and the music. Yeah. So at that point, like, is this even Mulan anymore? Like, not the one we know and love.
2: We're going to have a Lion King movie, but we're not going to have any lions in it.
0: I think
1: Mulan also
2: had terrible marketing. Terrible marketing.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, they had to, like... Pause and restart. And I understand. The I understand
1: the that they were thrown among. They weren't dealt the best hand of cards. But you're fucking Disney.
2: You you're better than this. Okay. The number one thing when we should have just packed up and just said C in 2021 because this is this fucking is off the rails. This very beginning of the pandemic, we're all hoping. Okay, maybe people just use their common sense and kind of know and you know be smart. And then normal people that you thought were normal would come up and talk to you about Tiger King. Whenever Tiger King came out and everyone watched it, we should have just been like, this year's fucked, isn't it? Like, it's it's fucked. Everyone watched this, and they talked about it like it was a true detective show.
0: Tiger King, I think we're going to talk about like pandemic goggles in a few years, because was that actually good or interesting, or were we just so fucking desperate for anything to take our minds off the world and watch that we we,
2: so desperate
0: that we turned it into this like cultural phenomenon
2: it took me a while to watch it and i felt like stan from south park where i'm like okay this i mean it's interesting i guess it's stupid interesting but like what why are people so infatuated with this this is the stupidest show i've ever seen
0: and talk about something that like the cultural zeitgeist has just passed over uh nick cage is still playing joe exotic in that uh, I don't know if it's a movie or a limited series, but by the time that comes out, people are going to be like, dude, we're not interested in this. anymore." Like, who cares? Yeah. Like we know the story. He's fucking crazy.
1: And he still needs money though. So
2: although funny. I do want to see Kate McKinnon as Carol Baskin, that has me kind of interested. She, and she was on dancing with the stars. That's also when we should have just, <laughs> oh <my> God, I <laughs> and she danced to that. eye of the tiger. Which I have no problem that she's on Dancing with the Stars, but if she is, then OJ needs to be a sideline reporter or one of the fucking NFL games. That's this what weekend. I'm saying. The double standard. <laughs> He's at least gone. OJ is actually talented. Like he actually was a good sideline reporter. Carol yeah. Baskin can't dance.
0: I will never. I think the most disturbing image I've seen in 2020, and obviously there's a lot out there, is Carol Baskin's husband on a leash, crouching God. down him, dressed like Barney Rubble. It's it makes no, first it's off the Flintstones burned. outfit makes no goddamn sense.
2: If, is one of if none days. of us go as that as next year's Halloween with our wives, then we just I don't know. Maybe maybe this pod isn't what we thought it was.
0: <laughs> you got dibs since you thought the
2: of it. story of Tiger King needed to be told.
1: <laughs> talk to my wife a, about
0: it. Sure. In be... an hour and a half,
1: like movie or documentary, we did not need ten ten episodes of it.
2: No, it dragged after a while. Like some of it was interesting, but then it was what i want i want
1: the doc tell documentary oh,
2: i want yeah. the doc tell porno
1: yeah <laughs> give me 10 episodes of that and i'm in
2: doc intel is like i mean i have it in my car if you want to i mean i just need 10 minutes tops but yeah uh is that your list Matt, or you have yeah other... that's the three th- times when we should have just went okay it's going off the rails we need that's to that's awesome
0: My uh, movies are the three movies of 2020 that I have no idea if I loved or hated. I don't know. I'm excited. Depends how drunk I am. All right, number three. I'm ashamed to say that I watched this movie twice, Underwater, with Kristen Stewart, T.J. Miller, uh, where, again, I don't understand what draws Kristen Stewart to roles, because I've always said, when she's acting, it appears like someone is holding her at gunpoint, forcing her to act, like... If you hate it so much, go home. Trust me, we will be fine. No one here's gonna beg you to come back. But she was like oddly inspired to do this role. And there's no backstory. It just waits the, the movie starts. She's working at an underwater sea base, and it's starting to flood, so the people have to leave. And fucking craziness ensues. And I think this is the last movie T.J. Miller filmed before he lost his mind, because um, it's a, it's like a year and a half old. But I don't know what it was about it. I was. So intrigued and captivated, and I would be like, "That's dumb," and then I would turn it up. So, I have
2: Banner seen this movie. How two have times. I not seen this movie? It's yeah, an underwater is... movie. I, I remember. I remember it. uh coming out because doesn't uh, Kristen Stewart look like Slim Shady? Yes,
0: yeah. she does. Um, I don't know. I don't, I can't forget if I love it or hate it, but I've seen it twice. And Are now.
2: you leaning more towards loving it or hating it? <laughs> I think towards loving it. Have you heard the backstory on her where, like, her breath stunk so much she never brushed her teeth on Twilight that Robert Pattinson never wanted to kiss her or something? Why didn't she brush her teeth? I don't know. My wife always tells me that every time Twilight's on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How often does Twilight come on in your house? I mean, it's on FX a lot. Well, right, what, I'll give you that.
0: One. What's Kristen Stewart's deal, man? I don't know. Should we have her on pod and the only interview question we ask her is, what's your deal?
2: Why don't you brush your teeth? (laughs) Uh, That's actually a rumor. That's not true. Okay. Well, that's the only questions we have for you. So thanks thanks for coming coming on. on,
0: Kristen, you don't ask me anything about my acting roles.
2: No, No. we're good. Good. We're good.
0: All right. (laughs) Uh, Second one on here. Tenet. Mm. I just, I don't know what I I saw. I think it was really good. Filmmaking, really good cinematography. The characters seemed intriguing. I just have no fucking idea what it was about. And I've watched three YouTube videos afterwards trying to explain things.
2: <laughs> we need to get drunk and do a commentary on that where, like, both of us, like me and Jeff, take a different side and fight about it. Because it'd be I'll fun to fight about it. something that we just honestly have no clue about, either one of us. <laughs> but we gotta stand firm.
0: I mean, I don't know what inversion is. I have no idea. <laughs> Even the scene where she explains it to John David Washington, like he's dumb. I would, like, if I were him in that scene, she'd be like, this is inversion. I'd be like, "Well, I, you're gonna need to get another guy for this mission because
2: literally I, I want to be the guy in the theater. Was like, can you rewind that and play that back slower because I'm trying, I'm literally really trying to figure this out because this
0: seems important. Uh, yeah, so I don't know about. T- I mean, there were things about tenant. I'm like, I, I should probably like this. This pro- seems really well made.
2: He reminded <laughs> me of me in like junior year fucking algebra three, except I actually wanted to be a tenant and understand it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> And Matt, obviously, I won't spoil it. But when they like
0: explain their plan right before the third act, I'm like, "Yeah, dude, I now I'm lost even more." I thought I was like kinda picking it up, and then you just explain like the plan, and I'm like, "Can we not just shoot people?" I don't understand. Jesus. Um, and then the last one, the number one movie that I just I don't know, man. And maybe I need help. Maybe I'm fucked up in the head. But Bad Boys for Life. Whoa. So Bad Boys for Life. Obviously, it's the third Bad Boys movie. The trend of sequels coming out like 12 years after the previous one, when one of the actors finally says, hey, you know my salary demands from before? Well, uh, I'm kind of tired of eating Jenny O uh, frozen chicken pot pies, so I'm willing to lower my demands. Come back for the third one. I think the worst part about Bad Boys for life is there's a pretty ridiculous twist in like the last 15 minutes. And at the end, they do like a Fast and Furious type mid credit scene to set up a sequel. And my theater started clapping, like embarrassingly. And I was <laughs> clapping with them. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember clapping, looking at the guy next to me like, we're all pretty fucked up in the head, huh?
2: High-fiving the guy next yeah. to you.
0: <laughs> they did that? What? Nobody wants this, but we do! You think we'll get Michael Bay back for the fourth one?
2: I don't know, man. Do you think have... we would have had the third one if Puff Daddy didn't come out with that song 15 years ago?
0: i don't know no one will ever know that
2: like you kind of had to do it honestly jeff with that song you had to oh yeah now it should have came out 10 years ago i'll grant you that but yeah
0: but martin lawrence i bet the studio execs like i'm glad we played hardball with martin lawrence because we saved about six million dollars
2: honestly he though if they would have just put that Ke- big mama's house high if they would have just put kevin hart next to will smith and called him the same character would anyone have cared <laughs>
0: They could have just made, like, a joke about it, actually. It would have been, like, <laughs> Just,
2: like, would anyone have... Honestly, yeah, that would have worked. I know, it would have. They actually look like the same age, and Kevin Hart's in shape.
0: That's true, Kevin Hart. And, and Martin Lawrence did, I guess, his best to get in shape, but they always they always play his character every movie, like, he's going to quit tomorrow. So he's like, well, I don't have to be in great shape, right? He's like I'm the about to John
2: read. Wayne gunslinger. He's like, I, I, I'm as good as anybody for one more time. All right.
0: Like, white Burp and... Five goes west. And then my, my honorable mention, uh, Banner, I do think you need to see this so we can talk about it on pod. Um, but New Mutants. Okay. I mean, that thing went through production hell. It was Jeez. delayed like literally three years through reshoots. And I watched it and I was like, how is this not a total clusterfuck? Like, how is this so well made and looks so good? And I kind of had fun with it. Is that a good me movie? To, Yeah. And don't ask me to rank it in my X-Men movies because... uh It'll be embarrassingly high? It would be embarrassingly high. (laughs) Yeah, obviously there's like Deadpool and Logan, and then there's X2 maybe. This thing's like right in the middle. It's probably better than all the new ones except for First Class. Maybe, I don't know. Really? Better than than, uh, Days of Future Past? See, I've cooled on Days, I think just because I realized it, Fox just wanted to do that and didn't have a plan how to adapt that story, and they said, we'll fucking blow up the whole continuity. We don't care because this is going to be badass.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, it. I'll agree with that. They fucked a lot of shit up
2: with it, but it was still a good movie.
0: But your actions have repercussions, Brian. <sighs> Maybe your actions.
2: You're part of the problem, Brian. was like, yeah, just totally fuck up all the continuity and all the money I spent, just as long as you make a good movie. I don't care.
0: Although it did set up like a Deadpool for like 15 really good jokes that he has to burn Fox. <laughs> all right, uh... Any last thoughts on the movie year of 2020 before we move on? Matt, you can go first.
2: It's a tough year. Usually we hold each other accountable for the movies we didn't see, but we basically all got a free pass because a lot of the movies I picked didn't even come out this year. So,
0: Yeah, it's actually really sad to go listen to our uh, movie year preview we did at the start of the year, which I don't know if we're going to do one this year because we don't know what the fuck's actually going to come out.
2: We were so excited for 2020. We were fucking, I remember Banner just spit my glass and dared me to drink it. And I fucking did. We we're high five and grab ass and saying that we're just going to go to the theater, have a stranger sit in our lap. Nothing's going to happen to us. Not look remember, at us.
0: Remember me telling you that my New Year's resolution was to only wash my hands like once a week? Yeah. That was awesome.
2: I was encouraging you too.
0: Yeah. You're like, why once a week? Like, what's the rush? <laughs> hands aren't going anywhere. Brian, how about you? Final thoughts in the year 2020 before we close the book on it.
1: I mean, I feel like 2020 is for movies is kind of like the same as if you played the NCAA football. Doesn't matter. Literally doesn't matter. Everybody gets another year. Let's just (laughs) this is just practice.
0: Okay, yeah. Everybody gets an extra year of eligibility. Not a game. Not a game. Talk about practice. (laughs) You see me play? Yes, I write. I cover the 76ers. I see you play. I guess the only thing I'll add to that is uh, this obviously was a year that might have changed or probably did change the the movie going experience forever in the sense that streaming is now like we got HBO Max and Disney Plus and their outlook looks a lot different for the next year. But um, I am just glad that we were able to still somehow keep this podcast together. Just number one for our sanity, but number two with how hard it was to see new movies and see like interesting movies and things that we're still good enough to talk about and put together. I guess what we think is fairly decent content. So the pod made it through the <laughs> other side. It's bulletproof. You can put it that way. All right. Before we move on to the next part of our show, our protein shake. We have a special treat, Brian. Would you like to tell the people at home uh, what they're about to listen to? Yeah.
1: So we all know uh, the air of the pod. Uh, is our offspring. We got Baby Banner and we got Lil Geiger uh, now in the works. And Baby Banner decided that she was ready to do her first review on something. And uh, we obliged. We, you know, went back and forth in negotiations. Um, Wait a second. She she drove a tough bargain, but Cycli made it happen in the end. Uh, so this is the first edition of. Baby Banner's Take of Minnie's Bow Tunes Season 3 Episode... Look, I don't fucking know. They're like two minutes long. Well, who's in it?
3: M- Minnie. And who else? Um, Daisy.
1: And who else?
3: Um, I don't know.
1: Are Daisy's nieces in it?
3: Yes, yeah, so I don't know what their name is.
1: Or it's Minnie's nieces, huh?
3: It's uh, 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 so I. So it's
1: not daisies. It's not
3: daisies. No, it's
1: m- many. minis. Many. What, uh, what happens in the episode?
3: I don't know.
1: <laughs> Are they trying to go to sleep?
3: Yeah, they were. Yeah. And then their thing come on.
1: The alarm clock?
3: Yeah, The alarm clock come on.
1: Yeah, does it wake them up?
3: Yeah, and they can set it.
1: And they said it?
3: And then they said it the back.
1: And they set it back.
3: And then they can go back to sleep. Ba-
1: go back to sleep. Does it wake them back up?
3: Uh huh. And then they can. And and then the air, air, and they put a ball on it so it so won't do that. They
1: dropped a bowling ball on it so it won't do that?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And what else?
3: And then they get up.
1: Then they wake up. The end? Uh huh easy huh uh-huh. what was your favorite part
3: um i don't know what my favorite part was
1: you don't know what your favorite part was uh-huh. how do you think this impacts the rest of the series
3: oh i watch them on my tablet I maybe play game
1: you want to play a game
3: <laughs> game on my tablet.
1: okay can you say we have been the bro four squad podcast Do you even like the Bro4Squad podcast?
3: No, no.
0: Awesome. All right, and that was Baby Banner's takes. Very interesting, highly controversial. Um, But you guys can take from that whether you want to go watch that episode of Minnie's Bow Tunes. Thank you, Baby Banner and Brian Banner for doing that. All right, on to our protein shake where we go around and talk about what is in our cup, also known as what have we watched lately. Brian, I know you and I watched one together. Yep, that we want to talk about. So the way we've been doing this lately uh, is just going round robin. Each person says one thing they've watched until everyone's cup is empty and then whoever still has something in it just keeps going. So Matt, choke. why don't we... Yeah, then you just choke, choke. Matt, why don't you go first? What is one thing you have watched recently?
2: I've heard a lot about this and I finally just watched it the other night on Netflix because I had some time and I can't stop watching it. Cobra Kai is a fucking phenomenal show on Netflix. Uh, I would I hope one of you start watching it. Um, it's making me I'm going to watch the Karate Kid probably again this weekend. Um, have to do it in between playoff football somehow. But this is everything that I know, Jeff, you're a how I met your mother fan. I, Banner, I I think you are. I mean, this basically is just teed off of that little concept and stuff. Very well done. And I'm going to compare it to something. And Banner's going to probably start watching it tonight. I'm going to compare it to Jurassic World oh god and the re- the first one okay uh, the the reason why is because of how they connect something that happened a movie that happened in the 80s or 90s to current day culture how they connect i'll give you one example um this kind of overweight girl in high school ba- basically opens up cobra kai for like kind of like nerdy kids so they l- learn how to like the mighty
0: themselves. ducks kind
2: of kind of yeah so this, uh, overweight girl comes and she's like talking to, uh, Johnny and she's like, well, you know, these kids are making fun of me. He's like, who are they? He's like, I don't know them." He's like, how don't you know them?" He's like, they use fake accounts. He's like, man, what a bunch of bitches back in my day when you made some fun of someone you did it to their face. He's like, there was ethics involved and stuff <laughs> Like who does it behind a computer screen, but like stuff like that, man, it's phenomenal. And you almost start to hate if you didn't hate already, um, uh, Danny Russo and, He's very good in this, too. It's, it's a very good concept. The story I thought would be vanilla, but it's not. And it's funny, and it's also kind of serious at the same time. You guys would thoroughly enjoy it. And the acting's not terrible. I've been getting a lot of pressure uh, from a lot of people to watch it, so may, may go ahead and pop it on. Now, they're setting up some stuff that I'm like, okay, this will be cool. Now, there's three seasons of it, but, the, dude, the shows are only like 20 minutes long. Like, they're really short. Because it started on, like, Red... Or, not Red YouTube. YouTube, right? Yeah. Red 2 something else I watched. YouTube. (laughs) YouTube Red. Sorry.
0: There it is. Yeah, that's too close to the other one.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, you... Like, if your wife catches you, just say, like, oh, I thought it was YouTube Red. I was trying to watch Cobra Kai. It says you watched 11 hours of it. Well, you don't know till you get into it. I mean, I was like... You you know, I was waiting for this girl to quit being gangbanged to see if, you know... I thought that was just the opening scene.
0: What's Night Nurses from Jersey? Um all right, Banner, what's uh, what's in your cup? Uh so this one uh
1: was actually a documentary. Uh of course it came out on Disney Plus because I'm a sick freak and I'm addicted to it. Um this is called Waking Sleeping Beauty. Uh pretty cool story. This is uh kind of chron- chronicles the time in the mid 80s through the mid 90s of Disney animation, how it was kind of in the dumps and Disney was focusing more on live action. and they were kind of getting away from the roots and they actually considered shutting down the animation department. Wow, uh, they didn't. And it, what ensued was the best run of animated movies in the history of movies ever with Little Mermaid, uh, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King. Uh, all those were in there. They talk about the great mouse detective. They talk about rescuers down under. So really cool how they go through that. They talk about when uh, Michael Eisner came over, uh, took over Disney and his role in the animation department. Um, and just kind of a cool, cool thing to, to see how you have so many back-to-back-to-back successful movies, uh, especially in this pod. We love all of those. Uh, we talk about them probably every week in some capacity, whether we reference them or actually talk to them. But there was some pretty bad turmoil behind the scenes. Um, and it's interesting. It, and it's nice to see. And this is something I said before in other documentaries that Disney Plus has dropped. They're not really shying away from the bad. Disney historically has shied away from the bad, said, no, everything's perfect here. This is really shedding some light on look. Things were kind of fucked up, but we made it work, and that's why we're Disney, and we're awesome now.
0: I had no idea they had considered, even for a moment, shuttering the animation department there.
1: Yeah, they talked about shutting it down, and they actually moved them away. They moved them off-site of uh, the Disney campus in, in, uh, I believe it's Burbank, and they moved them away to like some other place.
0: It's like an office space when they move the guy into the closet.
1: Yeah, very similar. So
0: was it Waking know. Sleeping Beauty you said it was it's called? called
1: Waking Sleeping Beauty, which is actually a quote that Michael Eisner's had whenever they're talking about shutting it down. He went to the animation department and said, Hey guys, we need to wake Sleeping Beauty. I like it. And that was kind of their uh their motto going through making those, you know,
0: that string of movies. We'll have to check it out. Very cool. I watched the FX series A Teacher with Kate Mara. You guys How is it? commercials for this? You have. Uh, I really liked it. It's like eight 30 minute episodes. If you don't know at home, this is a story about it's obviously based on like 50 true stories. This happens way too often in the world. Uh, about a teacher, a high school teacher who has an affair with one of her students. Kate Mara plays the teacher. And I can't remember the name of the kid, but he's from Love Simon. And he's actually in Jurassic World. the first Nick one. Robinson? That might be it. He's the older brother. Uh, I could look it up because the internet's right in front of me, but I'm too and late. I'm not going to so do that. If you're in your car screaming, sorry. Um, it's, it's interesting, the kind of turns that it takes. I will say this, nothing in it, not necessarily in like a twist way, but things in it really don't play out the way that you think they're going to in the sense of like, characters just do some really i mean obviously the whole thing they're idiots for getting involved in this but they just do some really stupid stuff um one thing that matt that i think you'll really like so for some reason it's set in like 2008 or something and so like all the high school parties this kid's at they make the music like realistic to what would have been awesome. playing at, It's that was like my favorite fucking part uh they What's have like this rated tv i would say
2: oh okay
0: yeah uh, it's it's interesting though. Like this is something I haven't seen, um, like a a show or a movie like really dive into like the repercussion of this stuff. Like what the fuck happens afterwards to both sides, and how does it start? And just like I don't know, it's just a really kind of interesting character study. Um, I think you guys would like it. We watched. So, it
2: in- do you guys think this ha- is happening more and more because of the times and the people, or just because of social media? Because it seems like. Teachers are coming out banging students all the time, or do you think this was going on in the seventies and eighties a lot too?
0: That's tough to say. I mean, uh, like a lot in in the show, uh, they don't really make like social media or anything play a role. Like the teacher doesn't isn't like Snapchatting him, or like actually they are kind of on each other's Instagram.
2: No, I'm uh, sorry. I mean, do you think this is just coming out more because you know of social media? We know what's going on in like Virginia, which we used to never know about. Oh right. Probably. Yeah, I think
1: I think maybe somewhat similar situations have been going on since the beginning of time. Um, I think that it is more because technology and the way we communicate today is so much more readily available at our fingertips all the time. We know about it more often. But I think a lot of the stuff that we're, you know, everybody's up in arms about and going, oh, my gosh, what is this? You know, or this is crazy has been happening
2: forever. We just didn't necessarily know because of the of how communication is not getting news by unless it's going on like like if some some of our president did or something that went on in actually our state or neighborhood, we didn't know, like, what the hell would we care what's going on in Oregon?
0: Yeah, but now
2: you I mean, you have that at your fingertips now because usually you probably know somebody in Oregon that's on Facebook or Instagram or something.
0: Yeah, Tom. He's got Facebook. It's a made-up person, but there's definitely a Tom in Oregon. So, a teacher. I would recommend it. Matt, what else is in your cup?
2: Toms aren't allowed in Oregon. So, so I watched... Um, during Christmas, they had, like... I think it was on AMC. It was, like, Gangsters for Christmas or whatever. So, it had My Cousin Vinny, um, nice. Goodfellas, and Casino. And I watched oh, all of these. Yeah. Back they're to they're back to great. back? Uh, it was basically just, like... It was, like, a gangster... Sorry, it wasn't for Christmas. It was for New Year's. New Year's, uh... It was, like... Like Gangster New Year's Day or New Year's Eve or something. So I watched that all New Year's Day. My cousin Vinny. fucking lineup. I know. It's a very underrated movie. Fucking fantastic. Casino is one of my kind of closet favorite movies of all time. I think it's one of the best Vegas movies that's ever been done. And Goodfellas is, you know, classic. Not much to be say about that. But My Cousin Vinny, if you haven't seen that in a while, dude, he is. Uh, Joe Pesci is so good in that. And then um, Marissa Tomei won an Oscar for uh, Best Supporting Actress in that, actually. And she was fantastic as well. Oh, she actually won. I knew she she won. I'm pretty sure she won because I thought she was, I thought I remember her giving a speech.
0: Did she win for The Wrestler also? Like, is she a two time winner?
2: Yeah. I mean, she did win for The Wrestler. Damn. All right. She is fantastic in this. It's a great movie. Um, The Judge is played by uh, Herman Munster, which is pretty cool. No (laughs) way. The other lawyer Bogota, that he goes right? against, is um, the coach of the Hawks and the Mighty Ducks and the dad and son-in-law.
0: That guy's a great movie villain.
2: He is, and like, he was, I mean, this was in 92, he was red hot from like 92, 94, and then he just wasn't in movies anymore.
0: Is he in Halloween H2O? Is he the guy that Jamie Lee Curtis dates? No, that's not him. Okay. That's
2: but good. you gotta think, man, okay, you get the role of the first Mighty Ducks, the dad and son-in-law, and you're in My Cousin Vinny. Like That's a, pr- that's a pretty good two-year stretch there.
0: That'll set you up. Again, I, we always love to talk about these guys who's thinking like I am only gonna get hotter. Like my career will never cool down. Someone needs to be like, that. "Don't maybe buy that second home, Vince Young." Army Hammer. <laughs> Damn, good job AMC. I need to fucking check them out more. Banner, what do you got? Uh, next thing I
1: watched, uh. Already talked about it real quick. We watched the final season of Shits Creek. Again, guys, it is one of the best culminations and sum up uh or seasons to sum up a entire series that I've ever seen. So good. I highly, highly recommend it uh to to everybody out there. Is it
0: on Net it's on Netflix now, right? Yes, on it's
1: Netflix. on Netflix and Hulu actually. So That's
0: no weird. excuses. No excuses, play like a champion. I'm going to save a couple of mine for next episode, but I saw on Netflix the movie Nocturnal Animals. Either of you guys seen this?
1: Is it the one with Jake Gyllenhaal?
0: Jake Gyllenhaal, Amy Adams. Matt just mentioned Army Hammers in it.
1: What I think I up. watched
0: like half of this. <clears throat> Ooh, Michael Shannon. Matt, Michael Shannon is fucking great in yeah, this. Yeah, no, so, he
2: hasn't been in much lately. Good for him.
0: So the plot synopsis is. Um, Amy Adams gets a package in the mail and it's a book like a a, an unpublished book basically like a manuscript from her ex-husband who is Jake Gyllenhaal and he says hey I finally got around to writing that book that I was always trying to write back when we were together I want you to read it I'm in town this weekend give me a call I'd love to get together for like dinner and hear your thoughts on it so Amy Adams starts reading this book And Amy Adams and Isla Fisher have supposedly been like declared doppelgangers by a lot of people in the world. Like people out in public will get them confused with each other all the time. So while Amy Adams is reading the book, she realizes that it is a, it's an allegory, like a story kind of about her and Jake Gyllenhaal's life, but it's fictitious. And so as she's reading the book, Isla Fisher is playing her in the movie, like as this fictitious version of her and something horrible, horrible happens to their family in the story and Amy Adams is kind of like coping with this in real life like what does this mean what is Jake Gyllenhaal actually my ex-husband actually trying to say what's he been up to in 20 years since we got divorced and Michael Shannon in the fictitious story plays a cop who is investigating something and he is like dying of lung cancer so it's Michael Shannon as a cop who like doesn't give a fuck and he will break all the rules to basically solve this thing that he's looking into. Um, and he's great, man. Like, You know I love me some Michael Shannon because I think he can do everything. And this is just him like putting on an cl- absolute clinic. And Jake Gyllenhaal's pretty good in it too. And then the ending is really interesting. I would actually love for one of you to talk about it, to talk about what you think of like the very last shot of the movie and what you think it means. I think it was up for Best Picture that year. Uh, it's like three years old,
2: four years yeah,
1: old. Yeah, I, I knew it got nominated for a couple of things.
2: My wife watched anything with Hall in it, so that'll be another yeah. one on the list. Yeah, my, uh, my fiancé was
0: ogling over him the whole time. There's a scene where he's in the shower by himself. <laughs> it's kind of gratuitous, but...
2: I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'll watch a scene with Hall in the shower.
0: Take my eyes, but not this shit. <laughs> Nocturnal Animals. Highly recommend, just a really good fucking movie. Although I will tell you this right now, the opening title sequence, and I tweeted about this, it is the. it makes no sense with the movie. It's the most bizarre and very disturbing thing I've ever seen, not because of graphic violence, but gratuitous nudity from people that um, you probably normally don't want to see naked. That's all that I'll say. Doctoral animals. Matt, what else you got? I'm good till next week. All right, Brian.
1: The uh, only thing is, I have is uh, first episode of The Bachelor. That's all I got left.
0: Okay. Let's get to that in a sec. I I've only have one more thing before that, and Matt and I might talk about it briefly, but I saw The Founder. <clears throat> yeah, great movie. Also on Netflix. Michael awesome. Keaton plays Ray Kroc. Ben, have you seen this too? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I didn't hear you chime in in the group me. It's kind of interesting. Now all of a sudden you, you talk No, about I'm
1: pretty sure I, I don't know. I might not have said
0: something. Uh, dude, I love this movie. I was kind of on a kick of like just... Sometimes I watch like a lot of shitty movies, but not this past week between this and Nocturnal Animals. And Matt, I got to say, what is your take on... Because you and I love a good business story, like a rags to riches, the rise of mm-hmm. someone. Or What do you feel about Ray Kroc? Because I think this movie did a good job of portraying him and the McDonald's brothers. Like, I kind of feel for both of them. I don't really feel bad for the McDonald's brothers because like Ray Kroc's a better businessman and they're kind of pussies. I mean, they were idiots to take that deal in the end, but I can sort of see both sides. What do you think?
2: I see both sides. And actually, as a kid, I don't know if you guys remember this, but they actually had a plaque of Ray Kroc in like most McDonald's. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I remember as a kid, I looked at, it, I was like, who's that old guy? And they're like, oh, he's the one that created McDonald's. I'm like, "But his name's not McDonald's. I'm like, and I never got it. And oh, man, once again, it's it's so much corporate that this is what corporations do. They actually start with a good idea. Walmart's the same way. Start with a good idea. Hey, let's just offer low prices to people, you know, that don't want to go to the, you know, the richy rich stores and stuff. But then they get so corporatized that they're like, OK, now let's do cheaper meat. Oh, we don't even really need real ice cream. This taste is the same thing. We'll get artificial flavors. We'll do all this shit. And you lose the meaning of the true meaning of actually what it came up with. And that's basically what McDonald's did. Um, I I hate to play both sides of this, but. I think the McDonald's brothers, they're innovators. They didn't get the credit they deserve. That's why I'm glad this movie came out of basically creating fast food. And, um, but Ray Kroc, you know, he was villainized, but honestly, man, I mean, he created McDonald's and whether you hate it or love it, it's like the most known, I mean, even the marketing with the M and everything and everything they did when we were kids around movies, when they had toys in the happy meals, all that marketing is just fucking genius. I mean, you can't, the guy's a genius. And, Whenever you're like that, you know, uh, um, Mark Zuckerberg or anybody like that, you got to be a little ruthless to get there. You're going to get eaten whole by somebody after a while.
0: My favorite scene is when they go to the tennis courts, the McDonald's brothers, and they're trying to draw out, like, the most yeah, efficient cool. way to set up their, like, fast food stations. And they're making the guys, like, basically, like, do the synchronized dance of how they would prepare burgers. Uh, Matt, last thing, and then Banner, anything you want to add? would you have ever taken that handshake agreement at the end where he says, like, I can't put your 1% royalties in the contract, but you'll get them. I mean, I promise.
2: Yeah, that's the only part where I'm like, dude, come on. Like, because 1% royalty is McDonald's. I mean, you'd be set for life. And uh, once again, would you, would you be upset? I, I, I guess it'd be like this podcast would be one thing. If someone like stole this from us, but it became something as big as McDonald's and we got 1%, would we actually be that pissed? I know you created it, but. I, they didn't get 1%, but if you got a little kickback from that, you'd be set for life, man.
0: I would have rather had the 1% than whatever the $3 million he gave him was. Oh, yeah. You're like, dude, take this. And his excuse was so lame, and he doesn't mention it till they get to the negotiating table. I'm just like, dude, fuck off.
2: How he did it, though, how he owned the land, which is brilliant. genius. But basically, he just like took the name from him, and it was all legal. Because uh, Ryan from The Office told him how to.
0: Yeah, and then the guys were literally paying him rent. And giving him a percentage of their profits. Yes. Fucking okay, genius. Banner, anything you remember about the founder?
1: No, I remember I liked it. I thought this was this was kind of the beginning of Keaton's resurgence where we really started seeing him come back. Because this was a few years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. When it came out. And he's been in quite a few things since then. And it, it makes you remember like he's really fucking good at what he does.
0: Oh yeah. He did that and like Spotlight and then obviously Spider Man and a couple other things. Birdman. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: I forgot about Birdman,
0: too. Fuck, he's he's awesome. It did make me want... Uh, I haven't had one in probably like four years, but it made me want to go get a McDonald's hamburger. It's like a shitty... Just like shitty
1: half-put-together like, covered in grease burger.
0: And I want to hate myself three bites in. Uh, all right, Banner. Uh, Bachelor, season 25. So, Episode I
1: was... I was on the fence about whether I even wanted to watch this season, if I'm going to be honest with you. I just, and that's what
0: sucks is once you watch the first one, like, you know, you're fucked. I'm
1: invested now. I know. And so what I did was I told the wife, like, go ahead and put it on. And if I'm doing something else, it's fine. I'll just, you know, it's, you don't have to, you don't have to see every second of it to know what's going on. Sure. Um, there are, you can see the fucking crazy in a lot of these girls eyes.
0: Oh boy.
1: It's and I feel bad because uh Matt is the new bachelor. I actually think he's I actually think he's a genuine nice guy. I actually yeah. Yeah, want what's best
0: for him. You know sometimes you see him you're like this guy's just a fucking douchebag. I
1: actually think this guy is a good dude.
0: So Matt uh Matt James is the bachelor and you you probably already know his story, but he hasn't been on like any other bachelor show, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Um so he it's kind of his thing is like I'm going it's like such an easy way to like, get the girls to be like, I know, right? He's like, I'm going through this, you know, for the first time just like you. But he also was a wide receiver at Wake Forest, I think. Is that where kay. he played?
1: Yeah, he played at Wake Forest. I didn't I didn't know he was a wide receiver, but I knew he played at Wake Forest. So he's
0: like tall and he's in shape and obviously the girls ogle over him. Um Banner, it's one episode in, so it's really tough to make any predictions or anything, but I just have a few quick comments on some of the girls. Yeah. First off, I'm rooting for Abigail. She's the partially deaf girl who got the first impression. Hey, from.
1: he went in for that kiss. That was 100% him, too. Oh, yeah. I'm Of course I'm rooting for her. And, dude, she is hot.
0: I just really hope she wins.
1: Like, I think she's one of the prettiest ones on there.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, the chick who wore the goat slippers.
1: Yeah, <laughs> a little disappointed.
0: Her. He sent her home. Yeah. <laughs> um. I just kind of want those to walk around my house with and pretend I'm Tomnus from Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe.
1: So, Matt, let me sell you on this season, okay? You know, the first episode, they all need to impress the Bachelor, right? So that he right. remembers them, so they get their rose. We've got a chick who comes up and says, you know, we've all gone through quarantine, it's been a really hard time, and I wanted to bring you something that got me through those hard times. She whips out a fucking dildo. I was just going to say a dildo.
2: Yes, she ripped out. But a dildo. I answer every question with a dildo. So, uh, damn it, this is the yeah. first time it would have been I know, what would
0: actually paid off. But she says something like, but now I'm tapping, tagging you in.
1: Yeah, but now I'm tagging you in or something. Or I'm ready to go through the hard times with you or something
0: sexual like that. But then she starts, like, touching other girls with the dildo. And they're like, don't touch me with that.
1: My favorite part, though, is Matt comes in. And he goes, you look, I'm not really good at speeches. So I'm just going to I'm going to do a quick prayer. Oh, God. And she's just waving this fucking dildo around <laughs> as he's praying.
0: I think she did the sign of the cross with the dildo.
1: I think she did, yeah. <laughs> Which, fun. I don't know what else you do with the dildo. I mean, that's what I do with dildos, so.
0: God is up in heaven like, oh, my gosh. Can you stop, please? <sighs> um, Banner, last thing I'll say, Matt, there's a girl in here, Victoria, who. Oh, my would... God. Absolutely. sounds slutty keep going absolutely love oh my god dude she's fucking unreal but she's
1: she's the one where Matt's like look I really don't want to keep her and the producers are like but you have to that's exactly what
0: I was to, gonna man. say they yep. made him keep her for drama's sake yeah because she is fucking insane in fucking sane she's off the reservation can't wait to see what she does next week I'll to get, get
1: on I get on Hulu week? so she's not that's making helpful. it past next week
0: there's no way she needs help. Yeah, now's the time to do it. You're only one episode behind. That first episode is obviously a longer one. It's two hours, but. And I felt like this one, they might have even said it. They had more girls on this episode or this season than they've like ever had. 30 girls. That's insane. Yeah, There's like many chicks that he sent home that I was like, I've never seen you this whole episode. Yeah. So bye, Felicia. All right, last <gasps> part of our show. What was that, Brian? <laughs> that noise you just heard is our do you even lift bra where we ask a question then answer it as we let you guys leave us for episode 138 our question today assuming bars reopen at some point again in our lifetimes what celebrity the person not the character they play because han solo would have been really easy one do you think would make the best wingman and what celebrity do you think would make the worst i'll go first let's each do our best first so originally i'd written down michael b Jordan. Then I started thinking about it, and even though we're all off the market and way out of the game, he's just way too attractive for me to walk up and try to chat anyone up with, because they would just be like, "Well, I just would rather him talk to me." And then I thought, you know, who'd be really good at like setting me up for jokes, uh, and isn't like so good looking that it's like I would never be able to get anyone's attention? Jason Bateman. Mm. Yeah. I think I think he'd be good to like run some two man game with. He would make me the he's fine letting me take most of the shots and he does the dirty work and rebounds. Plus I just want to meet Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman's my best wingman. Matt, how about you?
2: Mine's easy. I I'd pick Jonah Hill for kind of the same reason, Jeff. Cuz if I walk in there with Jonah Hill, all the chicks would be like, "Oh my god, it's Jonah Hill." But then at the end of the day, I think I'm better looking than Jonah Hill, so I could still take them home. And Jonah Hill, anytime I'd say something, he'd be like, dude, your references are sick, bro. They're out of control. Everyone knows this. Everyone knows you have the best references. And, you know, he's recognizable enough, of course. He's been in huge movies. But he's not good-looking enough to take all the chicks. So how fat do you want your Jonah Hill? I like Moneyball fat. Really? Please.
0: The sitter fat is, like, too much. Well, I'm
2: fat as shit, so...
0: Yeah, that's true. So Moneyball him is like half your size, maybe. Right. Nice. Banner. how about you? Who's your best wingman?
1: Best wingman, Tom Holland. Got an accent, so basically he can get any chick he wants. He's more attractive than me and more athletic than me, which means I'm going to get the seconds. Perfectly fine with, because he's that high up there. And he's just such a nice guy. He'd probably give me the number one pick instead of the number two pick.
0: Yeah, you'd be, like, about to walk in. And he's like, honestly, like, you did all the work tonight. You know, she was really vibing you. You know, I mean, who am I? I'm taking the piss <laughs> if I got there with her. It's not right. See? took the words right out of my mouth. Plus, I'd just love to play, like, drinking games with Tom Holland all night. That'd be so much fun. All right, worst wingman. Let's go round robin banner. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I can see that. She does not seem like she'd be a lot of fun.
2: (laughs) I mean, I just feel
1: like even even if this was like Rosie O'Donnell when she had her own show back in the the 90s, she just hates everything.
0: Just hates the world. I actually saw a show this year with Rosie O'Donnell and she was pretty good in it. It was that Mark Ruffalo show. I know this much is true.
1: Oh, really? I didn't know she was in that.
0: Super random she even got cast in it, but... Geiger, who is, some money. who's the worst wingman you could think of?
2: Rose McGowan. No chick wants to hear about Me Too for three hours and then go home with you. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> and it gives her too many ideas, so this is probably not a good idea.
0: That's a good one. I had totally forgotten about Rose McGowan. Shows you something about our national attention span. <laughs> I said Christian Bale just because I can imagine like we're getting a little drunk. you know. I'm like, hey, man, um, I'm going to go take a piss. I'll be right back. And I come out and he's standing up on the bar going off on some like racist tirade. He's like, and then,
2: could you believe it? They let the South Africans into Wales. <laughs> and I'm like, oh
0: shit. He
2: just beats the shit. Didn't he beat his wife? Allegedly. Oh, yeah. I wasn't nope. there. No, I think he so. actually beat his mom up. Yeah, I think it was I think, I think it was his
0: Yeah, I think it was. it was his
2: mom or his sister.
0: Oh yeah, it was someone related to him.
2: Not that your wife's acceptable, but your own fucking mother.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. Oh god, what a psycho!
2: Well, good for
0: you. That's from Matt. Real quick before we leave, have you heard the, the Tom Cruise rant on the Mission Impossible set?
2: I don't think so. It must be. It's old. It's a good one.
0: No, it's from like two weeks ago.
2: He's on set of Mission Pot. There's another Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> well, of course
0: they print out. Yeah. A- uh, but did anyone guy, ask for this? <laughs> someone like violates COVID protocol with their masks off, and he just goes fucking ape shit.
2: I'm, okay, I'm it. <laughs> I feel like Christmas morning, like when your mom gets you something. I'm like, but I didn't ask for this. Like, no one asked for this. Why are you? Gonna I be- have
0: a wallet. I have a Velcro wallet. Works just it fine. Works just fine. Oh, awesome! All right. Any closing thoughts for episode one thirty
2: eight? Matt, we'll start with you. <sighs> no, just. Freeze your eggs in 2021. Yeah, if there's I'm ever sure. a year
0: that's taught us to freeze our eggs, it was the one try, we just...
2: Try not to ask anybody their opinion on things <laughs> for the whole year.
0: Avoid eye contact. we we'll get through it. <laughs> we're, we already got six days down as we're recording this, so... Yeah, it's not looking good, though, as we're still... <laughs> No, it's not. That's a this good thing. point. Right now. Banner, how about you? Uh, Pull over for emergency vehicles. Uh,
1: again, you never know who's in the back of that, and... Uh, with what's going on
0: nobody knows what's going on
1: so just
2: pull over for emergency vehicles it's better for everybody not even the person driving the ambulance really knows what's going on
0: no i would say if the first week is any indication might be hearing a lot of emergency vehicles this year uh all right for the mad scientist brian banner enforcement paint matt geiger i am the mayor jeff hornacek and we are the bro Four squad podcast thank you guys so much for checking us out Please follow us on Twitter at BroForceSquad. If you type in Bro Force Squad as three separate words into Letterboxd, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we find all of our stuff there. You can find everything on our website at BroForceSquad.com. Until next time, Banner and I are going to go watch Underwater
2: twice. How the fuck have I not seen this movie? You uh, you have to see it. Such a Banner movie, and I haven't even seen it. We've really
1: seen see it. Deep Blue Sea three, which didn't make the bottom three, by the
2: way. Matt,
0: can you tweet at Kristen Stewart? How come you don't brush your teeth? (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. I hope she responds.